I want to invite you this morning. I'm going to uh, bring a message, and I'm calling it TikTok. So there's, there's definitely some, uh, some continuity uh, between my announcement and my message. But uh, I invite you to open your Bibles, if you have them, uh, to Ephesians 5. And we're uh, verses 15 to 17. Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 17. I'm going to read it for you if you don't have uh, your Bible with you. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, Do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Brothers and sisters, I believe that we can all come to an agreement this morning that life is a gift from God. A gift. And we need to cherish that, understand that it freely has come from God, and it will go back to him at some point, for all of us. And I'd like us to consider that the lives that we have, the time that we have, that we are to be stewards of our lives, stewards of that time. We don't really own it at all. I'm going to ask you this. Imagine if your local bank, said to you, I'm going to deposit $100,000 into your savings account this today. Uh, The only niche is you've got to spend it by the end of the day or it'll all be gone. Well, that might not be too hard, right? And it's going to keep being deposited every day. But you have to use it by the end of the day or you lose it. I'm sure you would find a way to use it. And the time that we have, in some ways, is very similar. You have it, and then it's gone. Those days aren't coming back. And I know this is maybe me sounding like Captain Obvious, but the, the reality is that time is fleeting. What will you do with the time you have today? For there is no guarantee of tomorrow or next week or next month, certainly next year. What is the time? What will you do with the time you have today? If we're fortunate, we live a long life. And there's a lot we can box up in that long life. How will we live live our days day to day? I mentioned some of these in the other service. If you live approximately 70 years, these are estimations. You might spend 23 of those 70 years sleeping. 17 years straight working. 11 years watching various media. That's rough. Six years in a car or a bus or whichever uh, form of transportation you use. Two years getting ready to go places. 
Six years eating, or more for some of us who like to eat. And if you're a Christian, you may only spend one year in the church. But the Bible is clear that life comes from God. Our lives come from God. He has blessed us with life. And I want us to think today about being stewards of those lives. How will we take care? How will we use that time and those resources we have wisely? God has entrusted us with a life and he's entrusted us with something called freedom of choice. That every day you will make decisions and choices that will determine perhaps that day or many days beyond that. How do you use that freedom? We just came from 4th of July and think about the Declaration of Independence and the signers had written down, they have they had listed all of these faults, all of these uh, issues they had with the king. I was looking at them. It was, it was pretty amazing. All these failures. But in the end, wanted a separation and a freedom to be able to make their own choices, not under the power of the crown. And so God has given us this freedom of choice. What do we do with it? Every one of us has 24 hours a day. Hopefully you're spending time in that 24 hours sleeping. Some of that time. The other amount, I don't know. Each of us is different. We work, have families and school, and they're all different. And so what are we doing with the choices we have within that time? God has given us our finances, God has given us our families, our, our minds, our intellect, our creativity. God has blessed us with many, many things. How do we use them? Do we use them to bless others? Do we use them to bless our brothers and sisters in this body, the lost, our families? What are we doing with them? We know that as brothers and sisters in Christ, if we have put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, if we have begun that relationship, we are saved from our sin. That what Jesus did on Calvary once and for all was the ultimate sacrifice. No one else could make it. Jesus had to make it. And by making it, he paved the way for you and I to live in eternity with Jesus Christ. Amen, indeed. Jesus tells us that don't store up in this place treasures that thieves can come and steal or they'll rust or the moths will come in and corrupt. Store up your rewards in heaven. The Lord is clear that the true rewards lie there, not here. Your time, your money, your abilities, your intellect. All of these things, I ask you today, 
what are you doing with them? What are we doing with them? But specifically this morning, I want to talk about managing time because it's only so much of it, and it is fleeting. We talked in Ephesians 5. It's the mark of wisdom if you can make the best use of your time. Live not as unwise, open the door, but as wise. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. People who manage their time well, that's being wise. And it's not with the time. It's not with the lack of time. It's with the choices of how we use that time. Poor choices can lead to an abundant... uh, Many situations of stress, challenges, strain, poor choices, poor choices. And so certainly with our children, we want to teach them to make good choices, right? Even in terms of things like eating, make good choices, right? Because on the other end, they will uh, mount up. And the Lord wants us to make good choices. He's given us his word, the roadmap, how we ought to live given us examples of brothers and sisters who went years, thousands of years before us, who sometimes we find ourselves falling into the same traps. Right? But we have this word. Are we in it? Is our time devoted? As Pastor Bob was uh, uh, praying during our prayer time, right? Are we devoted to prayer? Are we devoted to our word? Or is it just the other book that we have on our shelf or the other app on our phone. But do we know it? Are we stewards of our time and part of that time we devote to the word and to prayer? The power of choice is in your hands and it's in mine. You can make better choices on some days and other days maybe not so not so well. And I I thought of this before, you know, sometimes I, I'll talk to people about fitness or nutrition, and I say, it's not what you do on one day, but it's on what you do every day that makes a difference, right? So some people say, oh, I'm going to start this plan, and I'm like, okay, great. And they say the first day, I ate a death by chocolate piece of cake from Greg's, and I'm like buried from a carbocoma, and I'm laying on my bed, and I can't even move. And I say, well, listen, one day is just one day. There's always tomorrow you start over again. But the choices you make every day, and I'm not here to, make, to give you uh, nutritional uh, advice or fitness advice, but I am simply saying that in those arenas, what do you do every day? Have you made a life change, life transition? And brothers and sisters, I believe that the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, Right? We should see those life changes, but sometimes we need to stop and consider exactly what it is that we're doing each day. Because before you know it, maybe you're repeating things daily that are really poor choices, and maybe the time that you have, you're spending on things, when you step back and look at it, you're like, hmm, boy, I probably don't want to be spending that much time doing X, Y, Z. 
People say, I don't have enough time. Well, perhaps it's the way that you manage it. Amen? So we want to get back. We want to start looking at managing our lives and our time. Psalm 90, 12. Psalm 90, 12, the prayer of Moses. Teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Here it is. Teach us, right? The implication is that someone has to instruct us that we don't wake up and we're not born perhaps being the best managers and number our days. Our days are finite. Let's consider the time that we do have and what will we do with that time. So we go back to Paul. Ephesians 5. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. So I'm going to tell you this, and this is my first major point, how you want to look at your day, how you want to look at your life, and how you're managing, you want to examine it. Examine it. And so what I say is I started doing this myself. I take your day, one day, any day, from the time you wake up, from the time you go to bed, because you really can't do much while you're sleeping except rest, which is how the Lord created us so that we would rest. Right? And some of us need to slow down and even take that time as well. Amen? So examine. Examination. That's the first point. You want to examine your life. Examine. Look carefully. Look at the things that are not so apparent. There are going to be some big things that jump right out. Oh, my gosh, I spent four hours watching media. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I spend four hours thinking about what I'm going to put on the media. I spend four hours worrying about what someone else said on the media. Take a look. God wants us to be wise in the way that we manage our time, stewards of our time, amen? Think about, why do I even have a day? What is my purpose? We can get caught going through life wondering why we're even here. The word gives us a lot of clarity. You could live and be at the mercy of whatever hits you, or or you can listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, and you can read the Word of God, and you can be devoted in prayer. And I believe truly that if you do that, there will be things that jump off that page that one day that you've started to examine. You will see clearly things that may need to go. Examination. Examine what it is that we're doing. Why are we doing it? How long have we been doing it? Is God pleased with the time that I have, how I'm spending it. So we must examine. Examine. The second is this, is to prioritize once you've examined. Because if you examine your life and you realize there might be some things that just, all right, I've got to put this first, right? And Jesus also will tell us about things that need to come first. Right? 
I want you to think about this. In Matthew 22, 36 to 46, the Pharisees come along, and they're going to test Jesus. They're going to test him. This is 22, 36 to 46. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Everything else rests on those two. That's that vertical love between us and our Lord and the horizontal love that we extend out to other people. And I believe that begins in your family first. Right? And if you're someone, perhaps you, you've lost family members and you're by yourself in your family, your body of Christ is your family as well. Right? Your family, your body of Christ, loving others. Love God and love others. Are we showing that? Are we demonstrating that? So Jesus is telling us something here. These are the greatest commandments. This is important stuff. No question about it, brothers and sisters. And I believe if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I believe that there is evidence that those two are super important. And at the end, I'm going to have a little test. It's a little test. It's really easy. We're going to come back to that a little later. But this loving God, this loving others, does it show up in the time that you have during that day? It's the greatest commandment. So Jesus is putting some importance there. And is it playing out in your life? Is it evidenced to others? Do other people see it? Is it obvious to other people? When your focus is right, when you prioritize, your life is actually simpler. But sometimes we get to get into the meat of it and actually look at our time and what we're doing. Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things are going to follow. All these other things, right, will be added to you. Seek first. Jesus clearly, in Matthew 6.33, is telling us to prioritize. Seek first. The Lord God of the universe is telling us to prioritize. And what we need to recognize when we prioritize is that we can't do everything. Sometimes we live our lives like we think we can. And there's a danger in that because you can start running around trying to do everything and then you start failing at many of those things and maybe in the end you just drop everything, which isn't good either. We need to slow down, see what it is that we're doing. Now, I am not advocating not having responsibility. That's that's not what I'm saying, but I certainly am saying to look at all of the things, the demands that are upon us. Some demands we just load up, and then we think we're Superman or Superwoman, and we're not. And it's important that we admit that. We recognize 
that that may be the case. It's okay to say no. I remember some years ago uh, in one of our young adult uh, nights that we had here, it was a video that we showed, and it was this girl talking about all these demands on her life. And she had, uh, basically it was, it was an image up there, and every card that came up had a demand. And you see her, and then you see all the cards, and then she's like getting covered by all the cards. And she was trying to live up to all those demands, but she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. And you know what? God didn't want her to be buried by all those demands. We cannot make everyone happy. <laughs> right? You know that with children. You can't make everybody happy. But you can't. And sometimes we try to live doing that. Our first responsibility is to please the Lord. Please the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love others as yourself. Jesus said all the law and the prophets hang on those two. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. What is important to you? If you are examining your life and you're prioritizing your life, you will see those things very clearly. And I said before that there was a little test. Do I have a volunteer? I tried this for a service, didn't didn't work out exactly the way I thought it would, but hallelujah. Okay, great. Come on up. Thank you, sister. All right, so this is easy, all right? And I want you all, as I, uh, as I ask this, I want you to be thinking about it yourself. You have five minutes to live. What are you going to do? Amen. 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 you got five minutes. So you're going to pray. Anything else? Amen. I'm going to ask him to take care of my family and my children. Mm-hmm. And answer my prayers that were unanswered. Mm-hmm. And Wayne's in the next room. I'm probably going to cry because I'm going to leave my wonderful husband mm-hmm. who has blessed me abundantly. Mm-hmm. You have five minutes. You know he's in the other room. I'm going there with him. Okay. I'm Hallelujah. going to be with him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right. Thank you. That was the test. Thank you. Praise God. You got five minutes. What are you going to do? I'm going to run to Facebook and tell... No. I'm going to call work and tell them I'm not going to be in tomorrow. Not happening. I'm going to... No. Now, when you got five minutes and you know that the end is upon you, you're going to go where it matters. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ if you have that relationship. And I, if you don't have a relationship, you might start calling out to the Lord. You didn't have one, and you might start calling out to him then. I also believe that you'll be reaching out for your loved ones if you had five minutes and they're near you, the people that matter to you. That's five minutes. What if you had an hour to live? Would you do anything different? Still probably not calling in work. 
Probably the same thing. Spend more time with the Lord and your loved ones if you can squeeze your, your wife and your kids. What if you had a year? Hmm. What would you do then? If you had a year of life, would you be living each day a little different? You knew it. You knew you had one year, 12 months, four seasons, maybe. What if you had 10 years? I knew a brother in Christ. I used to see him at the gym. He was, uh, he was diagnosed uh, with a terminal cancer. Uh, he was given months to live. He ended up living 10 years. He's still alive today. Hallelujah. Changed his life. He's a veterinarian. He's uh, just amazing changes in his life. He's still got time and counting. What if you had 70 years? How would you live your life then? You have 70 years. You're going to live 70 years. Do you do anything different? Is God still so important to you? Are your loved ones, your family, your wife, your children, your husband, are they still that important to you? Yeah. So, but what happens? What are all these other things that want to creep in and distract us and, and take us away? What are those things that want to steal our attention? The enemy of our souls, we see it in Genesis, comes in, he starts whispering, is it true? Had God, hath God really said the world, the enemy, culture, all these things, They start filling our lives. They start taking up space. God and the people around us, our vertical and our horizontal love, that's where it's at, brothers and sisters. That's where it's at. That's what's going to last into eternity. And so by asking you if you had five minutes to live, what was most important, I think uh, it came out. I think we saw it. And so as we close this morning, I want you to think about that little day that you have. And I want you to think about where God is in that day. I want you to think about where is your family in that day, your loved ones. I want you to think about how you're spending your time. Because whether it's five minutes or 70 years, the priority should still be above and to those people. Amen? So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I'm going to pray. God is so good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you have brought each person here today. We hear your word. Help us, Lord, to examine our lives. How are we spending our time? 
How are we not spending our time? Help us, Lord, to keep you first in our hearts and in our minds, in our speech, in our actions. Lord, are we showing love to other people in our own homes, our family, our spouses, our children, our grandchildren, the members of our local assembly, our body of believers here? Are we loving one another? And do we extend that love to the lost? Lord, help us. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. Move us, Lord. Help us to be the good stewards of our lives, the good stewards of our time. May we take direction from you, Lord, and follow your way. Lord, I thank you for every brother and sister here today. Bless them, touch them, our visitors, all those who have been here today. Hear your word, Lord. We just love you. We thank you. We praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Hallelujah. Go with the grace of God.